Marmalade Pod, helping your brand stick and your customers stick around. And welcome to the latest edition of Marmalade Pod. So what are we talking about this episode? Today we are talking about all things to do with decision making, which is a big part of every business. Definitely. Sometimes things are easy and sometimes they're really complex and you have to look at things from different angles. Yes, definitely. I think it's it's one of those really interesting things because it flows through every level of business and personal life and we often do decision-making very differently in our personal lives to how we do in our businesses. How so? Give me an example. I think in our personal lives, things are often quite black and white and we mm-hmm. make decisions quite quickly. Um, what are we having for dinner? Yeah. What's next week's meal plan? Exactly. Where should we go on holiday? Yes. So it's, it's, it's very, more of a relaxed approach, I think, even when you, you know, you're decorating green paint or blue paint. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I think in our businesses, not only does the decision-making process need to be a little more structured because of the impact it has, but I think those decisions carry a lot more weight. Yeah, I think they can, especially if you're doing something regarding your offering or what products and services you're selling, am I going to have a new website, am I going to do a rebrand, mm-hmm. what will people think, how will it look, how deep is that going to go, where do we roll it out, why are we doing it? Yeah, there's a lot to consider. Who yeah. is it going to impact? Yeah, because it's internal. A uh, uh, vlog video that I did recently was talking about rebranding. Mm-hmm. The parcel delivery company Hermes have rebranded yes. to every EVRI. And I think from the things that I've read, the reasons they're doing that rebrand are to create a better public image. Mm-hmm. But they've not rolled it out properly in terms of communicating why they've done it and in, even to the staff. The staff didn't know that they'd done it. So I think some of the decisions that they made were not thought out fully and how they would impact wider, as in internally in the business, the staff, the companies that work with them and the customers. I think that happens a lot, or more than we kind of aware of i know there's a couple of businesses that i'm aware of that have done similar things they've launched new products or new versions of products and they've not had the marketing behind that to support it they've not trained people on it so it's gone to market and there's not been the support structure for the sales of the actual delivery of that and i think all of that, if it had been thought of more in the decision-making process, we'd have had a completely different outcome. What about when things present, like um, direction businesses going? Recently, you you had it when you became MD of mm-hmm. your business. You bring a different skill set to the twenty-five-year history that the business yes. has been built on. So how did you work through that sort of decision process on how you could bring your ideas and skill set to your existing customer base while developing the business in the way that you wanted to develop it? I think it was a a, a big undertaking, 
um, for, for us it needed to be because we are a 25 year old business we couldn't just make a decision and pivot straight away because that would have not been respectful to our existing clients mm-hmm. um, and it would have sent a very mixed message so for me part of that decision making process was firstly looking at what skill set I had that was transferable, that had worked really well, what I could do to bring in extra value at a high level to trickle into new services and products. And then we needed to look at how that impacted other areas of the business, what that looked like from a, from a branding point of view, from a marketing point of view, from a delivery point of view. We then needed to, to look at how we were going to cascade that information out both to kind of new customers um, and our audience and equally existing customers so there were a lot of different moving parts so I was very aware that it wasn't just I'm going to do this now roll it out that the decision actually needed to be thought of in in a lot of depth on a lot of different levels and they almost needed to be a, a sub plan for each one to make sure that we didn't go to market with this new brand and this new product and these new services and a new focus looking like it was unthought out because that would have had completely the opposite effect that we wanted. Definitely. So when it comes to decision making, as you and I are both business owners, I like to get things out of my head and onto paper Mm -hmm. and go back to getting the coloured pens out and things and I I use that in planning as well which we can talk about a a, a later date but I think sometimes when you've got a decision to make you can't always make it on your own you need somebody else to soundboard it off or if you can't have that if you can get it out of your head so you can see Mm -hmm. your options maybe do you use things like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're, we're sat in the Unimax office at the moment and there are three whiteboards in here. Um, f- for me, having something visual is really important. I'm quite a visual person anyway, but I tend to start with a whiteboard um, and I'll kind of almost mind map. So it'll look a little bit like a, a spider web with little eggs poking out everywhere and they'll connect. And the reason I like to use a whiteboard is because I can quickly get rid of ideas if they don't fit in. I can just wipe them away, replace them nice and quick. Um, Once I've got a a rough idea of what's happening in the framework, I'll then cascade that onto either paper or I'll use a mind mapping tool online. And that's when I then start looking at each part individually and start making more of a clear process on what's going to happen and how those decisions um, are not just going to be made, but the impacts that they're going to have. So from your point of view, Claire, because your business has just celebrated a third birthday. Yes. So your business being three years old, um, how did you make decisions on what you were going to offer as products and services when you launched? How did that process come around? Well... Initially, it was, I can do lots of things. I've got a quite a, a varied CV, even though it's all in the same area, being marketing, design, branding. Um, so when I set out, I, I called it hybrid marketing, which was, a, when I look back now, it's a bit like, why did you call it that? Because what does it mean? And that's what happened with customers. 
it, it was slow to get off the ground because people didn't understand the offer. Mm-hmm. So it evolved and then a friend said to me, what do you enjoy doing? And branding's what I enjoy most and where I've got a lot of skill. And I've made decisions to bring the creative side of branding and brand development alongside the strategic side to off to make a more rounded offer. Mm-hmm. And that decision was came about with a friend posing a question and I was like, yeah, why am I, it's my business, I can do what I want with it. As long as I decide what that is and like you said, you plan it properly and you communicate it properly mm-hmm. and you make it easy for customers to understand what it is you do and how you can help them, then that was quite an easy decision to make because I was choosing to shift to something that I love doing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes decisions can be like, what? What system do I use? Everybody talks about CRM or email marketing tools and things like that, and there's that many out there on the on the market. So how do you make a decision on which one to go with? Is it on budget? How much does it cost? Is it what functionality does it have? It's really, I would say, my approach to that is what do I want that system to do? What do mm-hmm. I need it to do for me? And then you get really disappointed because you look at all the options out there and none of them does everything that you want it to do. <laughs> So you then go to picking the nearest one and how can you knit it together? Like there's a tool called Zapier that helps you knit different pieces of software together to um, create more functionality. For example, my email runs through Microsoft Outlook, Mm -hmm. but when I, the calendar links to Google Calendar because I prefer that. So Mm -hmm. that uses a Zapier link. But I think sometimes decisions can be easy and quick and it's like, do I want it? Yes or no. I've just ordered a new desk. Um, did I want it to be a, I wanted it to be a seating and standing desk because I spend a lot of time sat down with the nature of the work that I do. So health wise, I need to stand up more. Did I want it to be manual or did I want it to be electric? To be honest, I don't really care. But then I decided I needed it to be L shaped because I need more space. Really, really, really narrowed down the options there. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes back to what you want and think if there's, if you're an owner managed business or you're a solopreneur it's easier to make the decision because it's generally on you that it impacts internally, but then you have to think about customers externally. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes that's also difficult because you need to bounce the idea. Somebody else might go, what are you doing that for? Yeah. Why don't you do this, this and this? And you've just not seen it because you're only looking from your perspective. I think it's important in business, and I've definitely found this more so over the last couple of years and recently, to have, if possible, somebody else that owns their own business that you can bounce those kind of ideas from um you know if if not using family and friends is a great great thing but i think sometimes speaking to another business owner gives you a an outside view from somebody that's in a similar situation and i think there's a lot of really good networking groups up and down the country um face to face or online at the moment where you know people can reach out to other business owners and without going into a massive amount of detail get a little bit of advice on what the best decision to make is um getting different perspectives yeah. from people who are in similar positions might not be the same line of business mm-hmm. but equally i know i've spoken to other designers about the software that i use to manage client projects mm-hmm. and i'm really lucky that I'm, and that's the approach I take I, I don't see competition I like to build relationships and it can be with people that do similar things to I do as yeah. well 
and then you can have conversations like that about what tools and software they use. Mm-hmm. You're just going to use it in a different way because we all work differently. But yeah, I, that's why one of the well, you and I are both members of the Entrepreneur Circle, and that's yes. one of the things that I really love about that, especially the monthly meetings, because you get to walk through a guided topic but there's also opportunity to raise questions Mm -hmm. and ask other people's advice on a monthly basis yeah I think it's definitely invaluable if you can find a group like that where you can get an honest conversation going definitely I'm not sure about you one of the things I find a little overwhelming in decision making is the amount of information that's on the internet it's very easy to think, okay, I need a new desk as an example. Have a quick Google, and before you know it, you've spent four hours on Pinterest, you've completely had magpie syndrome, you've gone down a different route, you, you're now wondering, you know, what wattage your electric desk's going to use for the upcoming energy crisis, and then you fall down an energy hole. And the, 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 it, it, it can be quite intimidating when you're looking online for information because of the vast amount that it is. So I think it's important to try and stay on track, but I think sometimes you can fall down a bit of a rabbit hole. Definitely, I think with um, well, I'm looking at some things in my business at the moment, or have have been recently, on where the business is going to be positioned in the future and mm-hmm. going forward, and how it's going to operate. And I've got access to so many resources, books, files, previous work, current experience, projects, jobs, roles, people, internet, and one of the things that I was struggling with at first when I set out to make the I know what the goal was going to be Mm -hmm. at the end and I think that's important you need to know what the goal is to then help make the decision that's going to move you towards that goal so I know what the goal was and then it was the the bit where you get from how do I get from A to B where do I start I've got all this information and I've just gone to writing it down and I've actually I I remember reaching out and speak I spoke to yourself Mm -hmm. and some other trusted business owners and I, and I reached out to the guys at the EC and just said look I know you've got all these resources I'm looking for information on this this and this point me in the direction because sometimes I think you can be drowned by information yeah. and I think you can be drowned by too many perspectives as well you need mm-hmm. some external perspectives sometimes to make sure you make the best decision and you get the best outcome and what the results are going to be and then other times it's just really crystal clear. You can see exactly what you need to do and you just go, bump, decision made. Yeah. But sometimes you need to go outside of yourself. Maybe you go to a different space, you go out of your office or you go for a walk, you do something different so you can think differently because the environment, I think, has a lot to do with how you think and how you can make decisions. Yeah, I definitely find I make my best decisions when I go outside. So if I go for a walk, especially if I go into like a woodland area, I find that quite calm. That usually helps me make a decision if it's a difficult decision. If it's a more of a a simple, less impactful decision, I just need to turn my PC off and make a coffee and mm. just have five minutes and go, right, okay, excellent. X or Y, which which one do we need? And and those decisions, I think, are the nice quick wins. Definitely, I think as well. Like we're coming back to CRM systems because it's a thing that most businesses need. Well, mm-hmm. all businesses need it, 
most businesses have, some don't, but how do you pick a system? And I was guilty of seeing one, trying it, and then getting attracted by something else and darting around and everything. And with the software, I think in general, not just on CRM, commit to a time period that you're going to use it for. For example, I've decided I am not changing my current system for a year. Yeah. And I'm going to use it, and I'm not going to look at anything else. And even if it pops across my desk, I'm not going to do anything about it for a year. I'm, I've made the decision to give it a good kick and mm-hmm. ball. So some things I think you can make a decision that are time sensitive yeah. or time considered. And then other times, they're really big decisions of, well, if I do this, it could end the business or it could cost us clients or it could do this and I think it's the consequence of the decision as well as the amount of information that you've got in front of you to choose from. I think a really common decision that a lot of businesses struggle with is when do they bring in a new employee? Yeah. When's the right time to do that? Um, there's no rule book is there no um, and and that's that's one of those big questions that feels big it it feels heavy Mm. suddenly being responsible for your first member of staff another member of staff growing your business to that level Um, and that's very similar to implementing a new system you commit to a period of time because whether it's a person or a, a CRM system or any other system you need to be able to invest in getting to know it making sure you're giving the right amount of input to then get the output out of it and I think a lot of people especially those that fluctuate between systems and I'm really guilty of this until recently of social media management tools um like you i've committed to one for the next 12 months um you need to be able to spend time learning it to make sure that you're putting enough information into the tool to then start seeing the results i think that's really important it's it's very very easy to give something a month and go this is not working i'm gonna try something new um And you wouldn't do that with an employee. So I think that's why you kind of need to take a similar approach to systems. It's a good way of doing it. I also think that the point you made there about the the weight of it, Mm. some decisions way heavier than others, and I think they can be harder to make. So do you give more time to something that weighs heavier and less time to something that doesn't? Yeah, I I think I definitely do that naturally. Mm. Um, I personally if it's a day to day decision I tend to make them quite quickly Um, I know my business well I have a good understanding of my team and my customer base um, and that helps drive those quick decisions bigger decisions I definitely feel that weight definitely feel that weight and I think you know, we, we, we've, we've said this in previous com- conversations, there's no right or wrong answer to some decisions. And I think that can make it feel even heavier because 
you don't know which way it's going to go until it's gone that way and you've gone down that road and then you'll find out if that's the right or wrong decision and I think they're the ones where I need to get a whiteboard out and I need to start looking at as many different possibilities as I can do. Um, We were mentioning before we were recording this mindset Mm -hmm. and we'll probably end up doing an episode about mindset at, at some point but I think what what do you think you need to do from a mindset perspective to get in there to make sure that you're making positive decisions? I'd say you just need to take responsibility. You need to own the decision and accept that hopefully the decision that you make will work out the way you see it working out and the way you've envisaged it. But, but also take responsibility that if it doesn't turn out right, nothing's wrong. You learn from decisions that you make that you think well why did I do that or Mm -hmm. that didn't turn out that way why didn't it and and analyze it but I think taking responsibility and owning it is the best mental state to come from and I think also you can if you try and clear your mind of other things and get yourself in if it's the the bigger the decision or the more people or the the more of the business it Mm -hmm. impacts is taking the time out of the normal place where you are like I said going for a walk in the woods or doing something like that to get your mind in a clearer place because then you can see the picture more clearly. Mm. Sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees. Very true. (laughs) So when it comes to making decisions, I think it's very fair to say that not all decisions and not all problems and not all choices are created equally. And I think for me, the first thing is when I'm faced with something I need to make a decision about if I get a gut reaction go with it go with what's nice and quick because that's usually if you get a gut reaction about something there's there's something behind that that's that's driving you in that direction and and if it's something more complex I think taking a bit of time to reflect and analyze get advice if you need to go to resources if you need to or speak to another trusted uh, colleague or or peer are all really good things to ensure that you have the support you need to help you make the decision because it can only ever be support as you've just said you're accountable for what happens next and equally how you react to that situation like it so decisions big or small maybe give them a weight how big of an impact is it going to make if it's the wrong decision take responsibility for it get things out of your head seek advice seek external input take yourself out of your space but ultimately you take responsibility for your own decisions the only bad decision is a decision you don't make indeed so we'd like to know if you want to drop us a comment or get in touch any tips you've got on how you make decisions or things that you've done that have helped you make a decision when it's been a really big issue, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, let us know. Until next time. Time for a brown. Definitely. <laughs>